Welcome to another exciting installment of Not Playing with Lex and Dan. Oh, yes, there I am. Hello. Welcome. This is season six. It's been a long season of football, and uh, we're back with more football. We're basically, this is the playoffs. <gasps> is it? We, did we make the playoffs, Lex? We did. Oh, great. That's awesome. Uh, Not Playoffs with Lex and Dan. This is, of course, <laughs> the show where we watch a movie together. That one or both of us has never seen this season. It's all movies not seen by yours truly. And all of them, as I said, are about football. We have uh, kicked it off with, what did we see? We saw Invincible. We saw Friday Night Lights. We saw Rudy. We saw Any Given Sunday. We saw um, uh, The Blind Side. I missed something in there. It's fine. But varsity Blues. Varsity Blues. <laughs> you know what? It was fine. It was fine that I missed that. <laughs> and now we are... Marshall. Ooh. <laughs> you see what I did there? Seamless. After That's six all. seasons, we really got this whole thing down. Nailed it. Now is the part where Lex asked me what I know about this movie. So, Dan, I believe that up until about eight minutes ago, you knew very little about this movie. So I'll tell you what I, I knew eight, eight minutes, minutes ago. ago. What did you know? Okay. Yes. This movie involves, a f- I believe, a... F- a football team. Football. 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 I believe a football team. <laughs> a football team that dies in a plane crash? Is this right? Yes. Okay. Yes. A college football team? Yes. All right. I can only assume that they have to uh, construct a team of scrappy misfits to replace the team they lost. That's just my guess. Oh, we also miss necessary roughness, speaking of scrappy oh, yeah. misfits. Yeah, that's fine. So I've learned a few things in the last eight minutes or so. Because you are married and because HBO Max has a lot of detail on the page. Yep. Uh, one, because um, I told my wife not to tell me anything about it. And she mentioned that Matthew McConaughey was in the movie. So I know that. She is accurate. Mm-hmm. I may have known that at some deep, dark place in the past, but if you had asked me eight minutes ago, I would not have been able to tell you that. I feel like the present is deeper and darker than anything in the past. Because constantly, <laughs> like every time. Mm-hmm. I also now know, having seen the big uh, uh, thumbnail image when we went to HBO Max, that Anthony Mackie's in it. And I know, I think I saw Matthew Fox is in it as well. I don't even know who Anthony Mackie is, but he's definitely in it. He plays the Falcon in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That's the main oh, reason I know him. There you go. He's great. I like him a lot. And I think that's all I know off the top of my head. So, I, I don't consider this a spoiler because I'm sure it'll come up in the opening credits or something, but are you aware that it's based on a true story? Yes, I did know that. Okay. And they are, are they also from a Texas? Is this also Texas? I believe this takes place uh, with a team in West Virginia. Oh, West Virginia. Okay. All right. And this film came out, I want to say, what, mid-2000s? That's, you nailed it. It's 2006. Okay. Yeah. I, I kinda, again, I kind of remember having seen commercials and stuff. You and I, t- like, I think this one comes up a lot when we talk about Remember the Titans, a movie I have seen. Because yes. they were similar. Those two movies sit in the same place in my brain. Right. And they also, sure. I think they came out around, within, you know two years of each other i think i want to say remember the titans was 2004 or something like that you would be wrong though remember the titans was the year 2000 oh wow oh it was a lot farther apart so okay scant six years apart yeah yeah but that one also took place uh, in the actually past that took place in the yes 50s 60s yes yeah so that one remember the titans which you've seen i like uh, and it's a great it's a movie, good movie 
is about uh, it's, like an it's integrated Denzel team. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's coaching an integrated team. His first season is an integrated team. I just remember the scene they sing uh, "Ain't No Mountain High Enough," which is a pretty good scene. That's right. That's right. I also like the appearance of that song in the movie Stepmom. For those of you playing along at home, I've never seen that movie. It's a great movie. It's a tearjerker, emotional roller coaster, but it's a great movie. Okay, all right. I believe you. Uh, no, very little football in it. Not nearly enough football. <laughs> not nearly enough. Isn't that always the way? But it does feature the guy from Westworld, which is not how anybody refers to Ed Harris. <laughs> there was a large number of possibilities about that. <laughs> yeah. I said it as a joke. I knew exactly what Ed Harris's name was. Uh, yes. Uh, Luke Hemsworth. <laughs> Everyone's favorite so, Luke. Yeah, we are Marshall. For those of you playing along at home, it is available uh, on HBO, Max, Go, Now, <laughs> etc. So at least at this recording, you could feel free to find it there if you've got a subscription to one of those I'm services. sure you can find it at other other places available for rental. Yeah, for sure. Do you know the director of We Are Marshall? Mm, uh, I have like lots of things I could say that none of which I think are probably correct. <laughs> can you name any one name directors? Oh, I, I can. <laughs> the first one that comes to mind <laughs> is not the one. Oh, I know who it is. <laughs> I, so my first one, honestly, the first person who came to mind is the director Tarsem, and I was like, that would be a weird choice for him, uh, who directed the movie The Cell and another great movie called The Fall, uh, which I highly recommend. But they are a little more like uh, bonkers than I think he would do a football movie. But I'm assuming uh, that this means it's directed by Mick G. You nailed it, yeah, Joseph McGinty Nickel. And actually, I thought that Mick G did a fine job with the. Uh charlie's angels movie the, the was, 2000 yeah, a, charlie's angels a fine movie, which job is not a great movie would be would i be thought that he yeah. directed it in a fun way <laughs> i will tell you this <laughs> fun fact mcgee i believe also has a producer credit on he does one of your show, favorite shows supernatural yes he is an executive producer of supernatural yeah i think he had very little actual input in that show <laughs> Oh yeah, and he made, he remade Spaced, my other favorite my favorite British sitcom. I forgot about that. It never made it to the air. I believe he just made a pilot. Ironically, sorry, I'm reading his Wikipedia page now because it's hilarious. <laughs> McGee attended Corona Del Mar High School where he met Mark McGrath. <laughs> Initially he wanted to become the lead singer of a bandy form with McGrath. However, he failed as a frontman and persuaded McGrath to take over. I also like that the second directly above that says, as his uncle and grandfather were also named Joe, his mother nicknamed him McGee to avoid confusion, which is also funny because then he met Mark McGrath. And what if Mark McGrath had been all like, no, man, I'm McGee. I do actually feel like McGee and, and Mark McGrath should be friends. Like that makes sense. Or to the me. same person. <laughs> yes. Have anybody, has anybody else ever seen them together at the same time? <laughs> But so, uh, We Are Marshall is what we're about to watch. We've gotten a little bit off the path. <laughs> sorry, uh, sorry about gonna, that. I'm bringing this back. No, no, no. It's okay. This is what the listeners are here for. And I feel like, I don't want anybody to fast forward through this part because I feel like sometimes you're like, no, I've already heard you say this. But if, if we haven't yet convinced you to, to, to become a member of The Incomparable, I feel like now is our moment. I think now is the time that we're going to What do we now. need to do? Tell us how we can make sure that you don't walk out of here today without being an incomparable right. member. <laughs> what do we have to do to get you in this incomparable membership today? I will go talk to my manager, is what I'm saying. The reality is, you can watch this movie along with uh, me and Dan. All you do is you sign up to become a member of The Incomparable. You will get access to commentary tracks from this and every season of Not Playing, along with bonus content from all the other shows on the network. You get uh, the bootleg feeds of, of every show before they've been released. You get total party kill related things. You get commentary tracks for movies that we didn't watch, but other people did. You get tons of stuff. All you have to do 
is go to theincomparable.com slash members and choose the subscription plan that fits your budget. You can even choose to support us because you get to allocate what portions of your funds go to which shows. So pick not playing because why not? We really appreciate it. Uh, if you're already a member of The Incomparable, thank you. Feel free to go check and make sure that you're allocating some of your sweet, sweet moolah our way. But if you're not, it's worth watching along with us because even if there's moments where we're just watching silently, you get to watch silently with us. Mm. And most of the time we're making truly hilarious or pithy observations. We're together, (laughs) but we're apart. Theincomparable.com slash members. Well, Dan, it is good news. You have now seen We Are Marshall. What is your take? I don't think I know. I don't think I can tell. It is a solid movie. It reminds me a bit of Invincible, I think, is the closest of the movies we've watched. Because it has Mm -hmm. that same sort of, you know, not quite just like a straight up feel good. But like, you know, it is a movie, or Rudy, I mean, too. I mean, they're both movies that really tug on the the heartstrings. I think, like, there's a lot of positives here. It is very, you know, it was certainly easy to follow. Like the storyline had a like good through line to it. Um, Matthew McConaughey's very good. I think of the challenges here, it's it felt like we didn't get a lot of time with the players. Like this was a story that was very much focused on Matthew McConaughey and Matthew Fox, and then we got. I mean, Anthony Mackie was like the one player that we spent like a lot of time with. And I felt right. like we didn't necessarily have the arc with some of the arc characters. Kate Morrow, who is, you know, and January Jones, also very highly, ca- like, high in the cast list here. Very little screen time. I mean, even even yeah. Annie got less of a story than I thought she was going to get. Like, I thought she was going to be much more central to it. And I get, like, kind of, she's a stand-in as uh, Ian McShane is for the the impact on the whole town. But I didn't feel like we necessarily spent a lot of time with those characters. Like, they got a handful of scenes here and there. It it felt like it couldn't quite commit to either being like, we are a a gung-ho football movie, or we are just really a movie about this tragedy and how this town recovers. And I think that's a difficult needle to thread. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's it's not bad. It's not a bad movie by any means. But, like, you know, it's... It's fine. I, you know, I would put this in the B range, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, Remember the Titans is a better movie. Mm, mm-hmm. But So here's where my head goes. Like One of the things we talked about with Invincible, to a degree, and with some of these other movies, I guess even into a negative way, uh, Any Given Sunday, was this, this unearned notion that you, know, you got to play. You know, mm, any given mm-hmm. Sunday, especially, is like, you know, you're hurt, get back in there, walk it off. Varsity Blues had some of that too. Like, just get back in there. I need you. This game is hugely important. And what I liked here, sometimes very yeah. on the nose and sometimes not on the nose, is that you get McConaughey saying, hey, we're going to bench him no matter what in the second half because his shoulder's hurt and I don't sure. want him to, yeah, to yeah. do too much damage. You get McConaughey explicitly saying, we don't have to win right now. All we have to do is play. And that's, you never hear that. And it's funny because, like, even as I'm watching, I'm like, really? That's their mentality? All they have to do is play? But I, I, I think that he's right in the context of the real story and in the context of the movie. Like, that is all they have to do. Yeah, you know, right? it's they funny. got to keep the game I have going. a lot of empathy for that as a, as a person who, you know, ran a lot of teams that lost a lot. And 
I agree because for me, I was never somebody to go out there and be like, "We've got to win, like we win at all costs." Like my team was always about learning and helping people build their skills and you know community and having a good time and all of that. And we lost a lot. Don't don't get me wrong, but it was fine. I think you know certainly it's not the most fun thing ever to lose all the time, but I think in the long run that most people didn't care as much, right? I mean, this was a team for fun. It's not a professional team, so it's a different, a little bit of a different scenario, but. You know, I do appreciate that because as someone who is not a big sports fan, I I hate the idea of being hung up on winning all the time just because I just, it's so, what's the word I want? Like, it's just not the thing you want to, it's so chancy. You don't want to bet your life on this. Like, you know, the the die roll goes against you. You lose. You don't want to be devastated by that. I feel like it's just never something I've never had that investment. So I appreciated that. I like that. I like that mentality. I agree with you. Like, it's nice to see a game, a a movie where people were more responsible about, it wasn't about you got to play and kill yourself, right? Like, and I think that's okay. You can have a movie, especially because you've got that whole angle of the town recovering from this terrible tragedy in which you actually have people who literally died, right? Like, it feels cheap to say, go out there and kill yourself for a game when you're talking about replacing a team where people like actually died, not because of the game per se, but you know, it's a tough compare. I'm with you on all of this. I think one, you mentioned that, you know, the, some of the women get very short shrift in this film, which they certainly do like January Jones and Kate Mara have, have very little to do overall. I also think the movie misses in not showing how devastated the town would be. Yeah. Like even if you're not, even if you're in the college and you're not a football fan, Maybe that's not even possible, right? Maybe this is just such a football town that everybody likes the football team, which I would get to. But like 50 kids died. Right. <laughs> in yeah, a day. that's a huge. You see, there's the moment outside the, the meeting where they're yelling that they are Marshall. And that's, a, I think, a meant to be a poignant scene. But like, I, I thought that we should actually have more scenes of depressed kids. And they try to address it in a way, uh, on the opposite way, right? Where there's that moment in the locker room where they're like, you know, you're wearing whatever number thirty three, and that's so and so. He's like, no, it's not so and so's number. This is me. I play on this team now. But they could still have like, okay, he's a freshman, so he didn't know that team. But like, there should be more people who are are crushed because it was also like town people, like the right. council people right. and the boosters, and like, I feel like they gloss over that part. We know that it's horrible, and there's the sad funeral scene right. and everything else. But it, it it feels like it's actually missing some of that emotion. It's hard to do that that in a movie that's you know nominally about football. I think is the is the other part of that, and they're trying to show that process through football. And you know, you get a little bit of that with the character of Tom, who feel has that survivor's guilt because he didn't you know he overslept and didn't make it, and as a result didn't die. But you you're right. I think in that it's a question of what kind of movie do you want to be? Right? Is it a movie about this tragedy that befalls this town? Uh, or is this a football movie? Uh, and the answer is they try to straddle the line here. And I think that's why it is only in the B range, right? Like, it's just, it's it's hard to meld those two things. And I think, I agree with you, Remember the Titans is a, is probably superior in the sense of like, it manages, I think, to do a good job of dealing with a serious kind of heavier issue, but tell it in a story that is also entertaining and about football at the same time. And maybe that's just because it's, you know, tied a little closer there. And you do have the characters who are involved as opposed to this one where you're bringing in so many of these characters who, as you said, don't really understand, you know, the legacy of this game. I felt that would have been helped a little bit more by playing up some of those those new players too. Yep. Like the coach, we barely remember any of their names. You know, they're they're not important. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's hard to sort of get that mentality of like 
who are these people? Why do we care? You know, why do we care if they win or lose or if they play or not? You know, the only one that I think that we really have any feeling for whatsoever is Anthony Mackie's character because he's the only one we really know. And, and that's fine. I'm glad they gave him a big a big role here because I love Anthony Mackie. I think he's great here. He really, I, I, you know, frankly, I think he's the MVP of this movie. But, you know, it's it's only one guy and it's hard to sort of extrapolate the experiences of everybody from that one guy. Yes. I will say, you know, I give credit where due that it's a movie that is, it's a Hollywood movie about a tragic story and they don't, they don't give it a more Hollywood ending, right? Like mm-hmm. the team doesn't actually do all that well. Right. <laughs> they win right. two games that season. Well, it's the thing where you focus on like the, on the high point, right? You want to end at the high point. <laughs> nobody, nobody wants to yeah. see another hour after that of them just losing and losing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I think they made the right call not to show that. But like, I do think that McConaughey does a great job. I think Matthew Fox is yeah. fine. But I think McConaughey is like yeah. good. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I think you know, I don't know if this is this a, a hot take or whatever. Like, I think he's a good actor. He's he's yeah, I think he's an Oscar winner. He's a, a person who's often derided, I think, for some of his stuff. But he does a fantastic. He, he has a lot of range. He has a lot of charm, even in like a character who is this awkward, <laughs> right? Like, I yeah. think he does. I agree with you. I think he does great in this movie. A lesser actor would not have made this movie as much of a success, right? Like, right. he carries so much of it that. It's his role is so pivotal that if you put this in the hands of somebody else, if Matthew Fox had been playing that role, this is this was not going to be the same movie. And I was telling you during the uh, the movie that I, I there's something that McConaughey does or there's things that he does with his body in this movie that I really appreciate. Like uh-huh. you can see he's playing somebody who is not as confident as Matthew McConaughey. And he always seems a little bit nervous, a little bit uncomfortable. And he's supposed to be a, a pretty decent dude. Um, and we see him doing various decent things throughout the film. But he's often got this undercurrent of awkwardness or goofiness that he embodies in a way that feels real to me. It doesn't feel like a parody or doesn't feel like cheap. And that's what I really like about it, about how he does it. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. I like that. I, a lot of the, the actors are good. I mean, like, you know, Kate Mara's good. She just doesn't have anything to do for a lot of the movie. Ian McShane is a fabulous actor, and I think he's actually fantastic in the scenes that he's in. But it's unfortunate because I think his story does feel disconnected. Even yes, though it's like he's in a different movie, yeah. That's even right. even though he's supposed to be our window into how the town is dealing with this terrible tragedy, he feels very apart for a lot of it, and yeah, that was you know disappointing because I think he's he's fantastic. Uh, I mentioned, uh, I think I I mentioned that my favorite character I think is David Strathairn's character as the president of the university, just because I love David Strathairn. He's a fantastic actor, and he also does a great job of being this. I don't, I don't, nebbish isn't quite the right word, but like, you know, n- mm-hmm. nerdy, nerdy, kind of soft spoken, uh, kind of out of his l- depth, uh, president embracing his lack of understanding of football, <laughs> right? Exactly. But he's, he's also dedicated and he, he gets the job done. And I love that they show him at that last game at how much he's become invested in the team and the success of the team. I really, and, and that moment where McConaughey does give his character the football, I think is a really touching moment. Like genuinely, I, I, I really liked that. So, you know, there's, there's a great uh, performance there. There are, I think there's a lot of good, it, it's very competently made, like technically. I didn't feel, I felt like it did a much better job than some of the movies with letting you follow the football scenes and forgetting you. I was going to say this too. I thought that the football was filmed really well. Yeah. And I would say it looked really real to me a lot. 
Like there were times when players were getting hit and like I, I felt like there were shots where we saw the ball thrown and we didn't cut away and it was our actor throwing it and it was an actor catching it. I thought that was really impressive. Yeah, there's there's good action. There's good flow to it. I liked that they would cut to the sidelines and show our coaches and like how they're invested and they're reacting to what's going on in the field. I felt like that really made you feel immersed in it in a way that some other uh, some of the other movies we've watched have struggled with that. So yeah, I thought that was really well done. Yeah, I mean, it's not a bad movie. It's not an amazing movie, but it's not a bad movie. Yeah, I think that's all exactly right. Un- unsatisfying, perhaps, as a conclusion, but it- it's kind of where we're at. Yeah, but I, I think that's fair. It's, they can't all be winners. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's some great scenes here, too. I actually want to call it the one that I, I think my favorite scene in the movie is probably the scene where they go ask the West Virginia coach for, like, pointers. And he, yeah, I think the West Virginia coach actually does a great job. Yeah, that, right. Everything they, about that scene is fun. Yeah, and they're like, oh yeah, here, here you go. Why not? Like, I like that. That was touching again. Again, something that I feel like you don't see in a lot of the football movies where it's very much like the other team is the enemy, you know? And here it's and like... Yeah, it's, it's interesting because that coach is doing a nice thing. Our coaches, our heroes are excited by it. They just spend all day watching and learning about the Veer yeah, offense. Yeah. And then those other two players come in and... It's very genuine. Yeah. With with no warning and without anybody having asked him to or anything, he sees that they've got the uh, insignia for Marshall on the back of their helmets. Yeah. And it's it's like touching in a lot of ways. That You're right. That scene is fantastic. I like that scene and I like the... Uh, I, I do appreciate some of the interactions between the two Matthews. Yes. McConaughey and Fox. Like the shed construction scene and some of the scenes like behind the scenes, uh, I guess in the coach's room or whatever but yes i think you're right that that scene has just it, it carries some real emotion so i thought that the football was done executed well like you said that mcgee did a nice job of staging those and you could tell what was going on and i thought that mcconaughey did a great job i thought the rest of the movie was fine like i didn't dislike it, it was just there's fine. not a lot of surprises right it's not a movie that keeps you guessing you kind of know where it's going you ask me as you've done at the end of most of these movies like do i think they're going to win or they're going to lose and i was like if they lose this game at the end of this movie then this movie does not know what it's doing (laughs) yes you got to deliver on the kind of movie you're making and the kind of movie you're making is where your team comes back and beats the odds that's that's the movie people are here to see maybe it's a bolder movie if they don't but i think it's also a worse movie like that's a that's a bold move that could go in either direction but is much more likely to lose the movie for you well dan as this podcast goes I would say we're on the one yard line. What? Because there is there is just one film left this season. One film so, left this football season. That's Are you right. saying Next we're at the week. we're on the fourth down at the one yard line? Yes, yes. I literally already said we're at the one yard line. But the fourth down part, I added that. That's football talk. Mm-hmm. You did. It's fourth and one. It's fourth and one. Uh, fourth and goal from the one yard line. And uh, how, mu- how much time is on the clock? There are seventeen seconds left on the clock. Okay. I'm ready. And the movie we're watching next is, I believe, the shortest of all the movies we've done this season. That's the best news I've heard all night. <laughs> that is Heaven Can Wait. Okay. I th- and Dan? I think I know some stuff. Well, I have a secret for you. I know. I think I know the secret. It's the only movie this season that I haven't seen either. Oh, we're going to be doing this together. We're in it together. I'm excited for that. I actually am super excited <laughs> for that because, I mean, this one, I could tell you had seen it, but you hadn't seen it in a while. Was that right? Yes. Yeah. Because like some right. stuff was definitely surprising to you. And I was like, I could, I, halfway through, I was like, wait, did he see this one or not? I thought he only didn't see one of the movies we were watching this season. That's right. Um, but yeah. No, I, I've seen We Are Marshall, but it's definitely, it's a movie that you can see once. Yes. Enough. Yeah. It's not so a I saw it once. Yeah. Now I've seen it twice though. So 
everybody should be jealous out there. In podcast I'm, I'm halfway. I'm halfway to you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, Dan, thank you so much for uh, watching We Are Marshall with me. If I was going to watch it a second time, which I did, I'm glad it was with you. And if I had to watch it a first time, I'm glad it was with you. <laughs> and we will be back next time. I'm really excited for uh, watching this movie together for the first time for both of us. But until then, Lex. Yes. We tell our listeners out there. We do. We say it every time. We tell them. <laughs> Keep watching the. <laughs> That's the fans cheering uh, in the okay. sidelines. Nice. That's nice. We killed that paper. We have confetti. We also have funfetti. Mm-hmm. We're older than you.